0: Welcome to EU Code Week podcasts. We bring coding, computational thinking, robotics, and innovation closer to you, your community, and your school. And we're happy that you join us again for another Cold Week podcast. I'm Eugenia Casariego from Spain, and I have you here with me today.
1: Hello everyone. My name is Ariana Blah. I tune in from Croatia. Eugenia and I are your hosts today. We are both part of the EU Cold Week team and we are both passionate about digital technologies teaching and education.
0: And with this series of podcasts, we want to contribute to change the way we teach coding in Europe and also to adapt education to the challenges of our time and to the needs that, uh, of the future job markets.
1: In this episode, we are going to talk about girls in coding, science and technology. We will be speaking about how to get more girls involved in STEM field and how to change the image of what a programmer looks like and does and also how to eventually close the gender gap in science and technology.
0: Certainly. And for this reason, we have invited an expert guest speaker,
1: Evangelia from Greece.
0: Very welcome. Hello, thank you so much. Thanks a lot for joining us. And so my first question to you, Evangelia, is uh, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? What brings you here and what have you been working on um, in coding and in also to bring more girls into coding?
2: Thank you so much for, for hosting me. First of all, I'm a scientist, a consultant, and an advocate for women in STEM. I'm working in the AI speech industry. I'm also the founder of Greek Girls Code, a social enterprise and initiative which aims to support Greek women's work and activities in science, research, and technology.
0: That's fantastic to hear. And we're very happy to have you as well, to see that we share some common goals some common um, objectives. And so we are very interested about the initiative that you founded, uh, Greek Girls' Code. Can you tell us more? What inspired you to fund this enterprise? What inspired you to uh, push for more gender equality in the STEM?
2: So, initially, I want to say that you know, there are many groups that uh, try to promote women's rights or women's activities. The one thing that makes Greek Girls' Code unique to my mind is that we're trying to actually give the stage for an entire week to a very successful early career researcher to take over our account in Twitter and showcase both their work and the day-to-day activities. So, initially what inspired me is the lack of the representation of the diversity that I'm seeing in Greek uh, women's uh, work. And in Greek, women researchers themselves, I think it's good for the audience, for the general audience, to know their names, to know their accomplishments, uh, their work, their achievements, and also to interact with them in a sense that it's not a static procedure, it's not like an interview that you know, you'll know you read once and then forget about it. You'll have an entire you know, window of an entire week to, to ask them questions, to interact with them, to learn about their background, and how they made it there, representing the entire diversity that I'm seeing in all these amazing women.
1: That's really a fantastic uh, initiative. Thank you. (laughs) Including providing successful women in STEM with such a great opportunity to share their knowledge, their skills with everybody else. What would you say what the results of these initiatives are? Would you say that you have managed to reach out to girls and women in coding and STEM?
2: The first outcome that What I'm saying already is that we managed to create a community between all Greek women who are working in STEM in Greece and elsewhere in the world. We got to know each other and connect with each other and ask questions with each other and learn each other's expertise in a way that it wouldn't be possible had we not have had this kind of community. The second thing is that we continuously get reached out from various organizations, whether that is universities or institutions or even high schools. So we organize workshops on demand so that's another, another thing that, you know, we don't have a mentoring program that's, you know, the same and open for everyone. We have great sister uh, initiatives in Greece who do that, but the point is that we organize on demand specific things uh, that each organization wants. For instance, we were invited by a high school to, to showcase the diversity uh, in today's jobs, job markets and how coding can help them. We were uh, invited by another institution to teach how you can get STEM skills from a humanities background. We're also organizing a big event in June about doctors and coding. How can you combine those two? So already we're seeing that this kind of diversity and multidisciplinarity that coding offers is getting appreciated by, by various uh institutions or fields. So that's a a very important outcome so we can reach the younger generation as well.
1: It's uh, really important that uh, girls connect and share their experiences because there are still so many cliches that girls are confronted with when getting involved in coding and STEM. What have you noticed? What are some of the most prominent or the the biggest cliches that girls uh, confront?
2: One thing that I think that we should teach girls more and this doesn't have to do with girls themselves, this has to do with how the society has continuously raised girls. So one thing is that girls need to learn to embrace challenges more, to risk, to learn how to risk, to learn how to how to fail better, because I think we raise boys and girls differently in a sense. Let's say that we have a family with a boy and a girl, we will most likely raise the girl to be a little bit more hesitant or protective and the boy to be a little bit more you know, uh, risky and courageous. So one thing that girls carry out through their careers and their uh, interactions with coding is this fear of, of failing or not getting messy because they know that in most cases they will be judged quite unfairly compared to boys. So this happens everywhere from high school up to very high uh, later stages in your career. One of the things that I've noticed is that most females when they get into coding phase is this anxiety and this fear, not because they're not capable of doing so, but because they know that they expect something from the, the general audience or the, the general society. That's, so that's a rule that what I advise and what I've also tried to convince myself is to learn how to get messy in a sense. I think it's It's a very important life lesson as well that applies to coding so
0: well. During this podcast as well, we want to, now that we are touching the topic of education, we also want to talk a little bit more about teaching activities, and this is something we want to cover in the next section. Angelia, can you tell us a bit more about the activities that you do at Greek Girls Code? And can you tell us, for example, more about these workshops that you mentioned that you tailor for high schools and for schools in
2: general? So far, we've organized workshops for early university uh, students. We haven't gotten into classrooms with workshops. We have held various theoretical discussions and we have allocated resources. But I think that um, there are many important philosophies and strategies to follow for teachers who want to introduce coding. One idea is to think of coding as, of course, the future of not only the job environment and the market environment, but pretty much a a tool that may get into our daily lives much more than we have originally thought. So one idea would be to start connecting coding to writing since early on. As soon as the students, young students are taught how to to spell and write, I suppose in the near future they would also be exposed into how to code. This of course wouldn't have to do with very complicated functions. This has to do with introducing the logic and foreseeing the future and the processes that will be in the future uh, world. Imagine about creating links between traditional uh, language and the language of coding, or the thinking mm-hmm. of coding. Because coding, let's mm-hmm. not be dependent on its particular language. What we want to do is initiate the, the coding thinking, the technological thinking. Another way would be to start using uh, some spaces within its high school to teach coding. There are some classes which could be more related to coding, of course. Uh, Computer science is one of them, but we could also try to connect them with traditional STEM education. Teachers could introduce some small exercises in engineering or mathematics or in other relevant fields. Another idea would be to develop challenges with students working in teams because they will need to develop that ability as well and create a product or a very small project. And of course, this would have to be adjusted to to the students' uh, current knowledge base. Another idea would be to create some free time that that students could have particular coding events, preparing students for the jobs of the future by talking about coding can help them achieve their general goals in their later stage in their education. The point is to initiate this this kind of knowledge.
1: The possibilities are endless. Thank you for sharing all these activities. And I think what really resonates with me, and I'm sure it will also resonate with our listeners, is that coding is not a separate skill. So it can be combined with other skills and subjects. So it can really be taught in all classes in all subjects. Speaking of programming languages in particular, are there any that you would like to recommend? Are there any specific tools that you use? And also my question is if there are some tools that could be used specifically by girls or should we not talk about it at all? Because I guess all the tools can be used by both boys and girls.
2: So this depends again on the age of students that we were aiming for. So for instance, coding with playing games makes it much funnier and more attractive for students. I'm not sure about coding particularly for girls. I know that there are coding languages which are specifically, again, for young students. As of girls, I do not think that they're supposed to be using different tools than boys. I don't uh, see a particular reason to do that, but I would advise them to start seeking mentorship or looking at particular organizations like Girls Who Code. We can organize tailored workshops for them. I think it's important to seek community, and I think uh, we should give to all students, regardless of their gender, the same uh, kind of tools and processes to start learning code. We need to enhance the community for females and girls specifically in that sense.
0: Yeah, especially because it's the way for them to have examples, right? Because very often the examples are male, but the moment that you're part of a community and you see that there is female examples who are very good programmers, who are engineers, who are scientists, then you start to get to be close to those examples. You get to be able to interact, you get to ask questions, you get to learn more closely from them. So I think it's a very good point and a very good idea as well to foster girls careers
2: in in STEM. Exactly, and I think that it's important to look up to them. Not look up in the sense that they cannot achieve it, but see it as something that they can be themselves if they really want to. She can do whatever she wants uh, if she's you know passionate about it and she really wants it. This is why I suggested that coding can become a tool of social equalizer. That's very important. Right.
1: I absolutely agree. Actually, what we should do is to promote and encourage girls to enter this field. Evangelia, you also mentioned age. Do you think that there is a right age when girls should start learning to code and should start being be involved in the STEM field?
2: I wouldn't say so. I think the earlier, the better because it would also provide to young girls a lot of very important life lessons as uh, interacting, connecting, getting messy, not being afraid, taking risks, etc. etc. So the earlier the better, as long as, of course, it doesn't interfere with the developmental stages of education. But I think that if we teach both girls and boys to become members of this global uh, exponential world <laughs> that's uh, continuously advancing technologically, I think that we'll end up having a better workforce in the future, a more equal workforce in the future, and we'll start dealing with um, eliminating bias as well in, in the future uh, jobs or in, the, in AI in general. So we'll, we'll cultivate and raise a, a next generation of uh, you know, uh, equally represented scientists. I think that's the overall goal here, which will eventually make the world a better place.
0: what do you think we can do to close this gender gap in the future and increase female visibility on the STEM? What are a few things that come to head when I ask this question?
2: The first thing that comes to head is our previous conversation, basically. Raising a next generation of of kids who know that they can equally become something. Uh, That's very important. The second thing is looking at... um, The job market as it is right now. Um, For many countries, including Greece, I really cannot find representative recent statistics about. At the gender cap in workforce I've also looked for for other countries you know we need to to acknowledge we need to investigate what is going on so that will help us change some of the educational programs that we have that will help us create uh, more jobs for females in particular sectors like AI what you briefly mentioned I think is that we will probably eliminate bias if we if we increase females in particular AI jobs we may eliminate a gender bias Yes, in the algorithms. That's a, that's a thought as well. Another useful thing that I really hope happens someday is female representation in the media and in the pop culture. We get very stereotypical representations of scientists, both males or females. So I think by changing all this, we can see that this will integrate into the job market. But I think Two important institutions is family and schools. If we increase education, coding education, technological education, and female and STEM education, in these two important institutions, we will see a drastic change. And of course, we really hope that uh, companies can get along that. Uh, I'm seeing a a big trend um, across Europe and uh, in the States, but I'm not seeing this trend about equal gender representation or equal pay in many countries.
1: Speaking of teachers, what advice uh, would you give teachers to get more girls involved in STEM? And would you say that there are some different teaching approaches that they could implement in their classrooms?
2: On the top of my head, I think that teachers can reach out to role models in the first place to, to bring into to classroom They can be both female and male. But regarding girls, they can reach out in role models from their own community who are preferably at their early stage in their career, because, you know, students may relate to them more. They can reach out to institutions who are, again, connecting and promoting women's rights and girls' rights in code and STEM. And I think that one advice I would give to teachers is to never forget to keep up with what's going on in terms of coding and STEM education. So continuously trying to update themselves. Teachers work very hard, and in many countries they're underpaid. So I think that their, their individual willingness will really make the biggest impact uh, in the world.
1: And what type of support uh, is needed?
2: What would you say? So general support from the from its government actually. So that, that's not big news here. We need we need governments to support teachers more. We need governments to support equal education more, especially in the public se- sector. Fund activities, fund laptops or programs. For every kid, regardless of whether they live in the big city center, in the capital or in the villas, in the top of a mountain, we need accessibility for everyone. I think that we need each government of its country to support this kind of new educational approach. I think that's a prerequisite.
1: Supporting such initiatives that you started is definitely something that will help girls enter this field. And I would say not only enter, but also lead it, because that's what we also want to see in the future and then eventually close the gender gap.
0: Um, So during today's podcast, we have touched upon the topic of uh, the gender gap in STEM careers and more specifically in coding. We've talked about different ways that schools can innovate in the way we bring coding to our classrooms and that we can make coding something more attractive for girls as well. We have covered the importance of building a community, building examples for girls and making it more accessible, more equal as well to access the STEM careers for girls as well. And we've talked about the importance and the impact that this may have in the future job market in closing gaps in closing skills gap but as well in many other little things so there is a lot to be done uh, wouldn't you say ariana
1: i absolutely agree i think eu code week can help a lot initiatives like greek girls code but also eu code week can help teachers encourage girls to code and also to learn about ai to create their own ai technologies evangelia what would you like to say now at the end of this podcast
2: I'd like to, to thank you for inviting me, first of all. I really enjoyed our chat. I would also like to, to follow your previous point and say how important it is to increase this, this visibility and this interaction. I'm, you know, this, this all makes me feel more optimistic <laughs> for, the, for the future in the sense that I'm seeing many different organisms and, and uh, individuals for equal representation or caring for teaching kids tools that can help them in their lives. By interacting with these institutions, by educating further the teachers and whoever else is involved, we can really expect to see greater changes in the future. I'm really glad that we share this common goal, and through different channels and different initiatives, we we all aim for something very similar. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much. And I think that's a very good last message to have to view it with optimism, letting our listeners know that there is hope, that there is uh, something that we can actually do. So you found a great girls code, So it's very good to close as well this episode telling our listeners, hey, you know, we are doing it and we will achieve it. And so we have reached the end of today. We hope that you have liked our episode, listeners, that you have learned something new together with us. I certainly have. And so visit our website, codeweek.eu, where you will find several tutorials, materials, materials and resources that will help you get started to teach coding and to bring coding to the girls in your classroom and to help them initiate their STEM careers
1: keep on sharing your best practice, keep on sharing your initiatives and activities. There are still a lot of interesting topics about coding that we are going to talk about in our next episode. Tune in into our next episode of the Code Week podcast when we dive back into the exciting world of programming. Bye bye.